Today we are playing Stay or Go and talking about how likely we think it is that the Chargers can bring back some of their biggest internal free agents. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And today we're getting into stay or go. We're going to be talking about the Chargers' biggest free agents like Drew Tranquil, Trey Pipkins, Kyle Van Noy, Morgan Fox, Bryce Callahan, and the percentage chances we think that they could return to the Chargers given their salary cap situation being way over the cap right now. But this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. First, let me apologize for yesterday's show. We had an interview with Chris Rump. The audio quality just wasn't to the standard we needed to be. We probably shouldn't have been out, but it was a fun interview. We wanted you guys to hear it. We're going to try to get it done again, but we have more player interviews in the works. We're not going to promise anything because obviously this one blew up in our face, but we will have some more guys coming on. And it's very, very exciting, including trying to get Chris Rump on again because we did get some really, really good answers there. But today, David, we're talking about the guys who could be leaving. Thankfully, the guys that we're interviewing will still be on the Chargers next year, you know, pending some doom of some sort. But it starts for me with Drew Tranquil. I think he's the heart and soul of the Chargers defense that's not named Derwin James I think it's those two guys yeah and today I want to just kind of you know talk about how likely it could be that some of these guys could be back because we know it's a tough salary cap situation the Chargers are 20 million over and at some point we'll revisit this right if the Chargers start making some big restructuring if somebody gets released we can go back and kind of see if we see these in a different light but I want to do it now while we still have really no idea how they're going to get under the cap and I want to start with Drew Tranquil David he was I mean, where where do you put him in the top defensive players? Like, there's an argument he was top three last yeah. season, right? It, it's some order to me between Khalil Mack, Derwin James, Michael Davis, and Drew mm-hmm. Tranquil. And, and yeah. that seems like a pretty important guy to bring back. But yet last year, we saw them let Kazir White walk. Yes, we did. And that, and that kind of began some commentary from, you know, the, the organization that suggested that they don't really value the linebacker position. And so yeah. that's why this one's a little bit more difficult to look at because Drew Tranquil's coming off of a career year. I mean, it really looked like he really put it all together, Daniel. Almost 150 tackles, 10 for loss, five sacks, four passes defensed, an interception, and a forced fumble. He really stuffed the stat sheet. He was all over the field, and he stayed healthy. He played all 17 games. It was huge, and they needed him, right? And, I mean, you saw some growth from Kenneth Murray as well, but you saw a true breakout season from Drew Tranquil. Yes. And, and he just, I think, a player a lot of you know fans can root for and stuff too. Where's his heart on his sleeve? Where's yes, that weird does. neck thing around his neck that makes him look cool? But <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see because the Chargers didn't bring Kazir White back at $3 million. So, like, if yeah. you're not willing to bring him back at $3 million, you know, what kind of price is going to put Drew Tranquil out of their range? So luckily for the Chargers, the linebacker market does not move very fast unless you are a true needle mover, right? 
Last year, when you look at the guys that got signed, it was really only you know Bobby Wagner up at the top that really got paid ten million dollars a season, and even that was kind of preloaded and then you know has sure. some void seasons and stuff on it. Oh You're yeah, not going to see the fifth year of that contract. But besides three players, everybody else that was signed as a free agent linebacker last year made three million dollars or less. So I think that makes it more likely. But to me, David. Given what happened with Kazir White, given what we know about Brandon Staley and linebackers, given that we don't know if the Chargers can kind of learn from their mistakes, I mean, everything says that you should bring this guy in. You don't have backups for him, right? Kenneth Murray, Nick Neiman, and, and Bong are the only guys that are left. Eamon Bong, Bogwamiga. Yep. You don't have the heir apparent right now. You don't think you can really draft one and have somebody start right away. And this dude had five sacks last year. He was their best blitzer, right? Five and oh, half. yeah. That's a big deal. He was really, really good for them. But to me, it seems like it's probably a 50-50 chance. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that you say that because, you know, uh, when we're talking about the percentage to stay, I'm right at 50% with you. Uh, okay, I just yeah, think we it's didn't hard. talk about these beforehand. So no, we did not. Yeah, we have no idea what each it's other's 50. percentages are for all of these players. But I'm at 50% because I think it's easy to see the value here with Drew Tranquil. He is in his physical prime. He had really coming off of one of his best seasons, and it's conceivable to think that he can get even better yeah. than what he what he was uh, at last season. So uh, I think the value is there, but the the fact that you know that the Chargers are reluctant to really sign linebackers and have some uh, some probably some nightmares or some skeletons from giving out a giant contract to Donald Butler. So uh, that's why for me, it's a hard 50%. I mean, the value is there, but are the chargers going to actually see that value and pull the trigger on it? The best thing that they have going for him is that he plays linebacker and it's just not a position that's super heavily compensated. And that sucks for Drew Tranquil. He should get paid, but it helps the chargers for sure. Trying to bring him back and being in that negotiating room, right? This one is maybe even more important for the chargers to resign to me, David. It's straight Pipkins, the chargers right tackle who played through injury. You heard how the you know Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley talked about him after the season. He played well last year, even trying to play through the MCL. He did miss a few games for sure, but like yeah. 63 tackles gave up more sacks than Trey Pipkins did last year. We're talking about a Chargers right tackle, right? That's where we have to go with this as well. 24th yeah. in the NFL in pass blocking efficiency. When you're thinking you know, 24 out of 32, that's whatever but you have to think about it there's 64 starting tackles and he was 24th out of those guys so anyone with 100 minimum pass blocking snaps that's where he ranked that's good and that was him playing through injury yeah but he could also be the most expensive david so how likely is it that he comes back yeah i mean uh, he definitely could be he's 26 years old but you have to look at the entire situation with trey pipkins when he first came into the league We all know that story. He was not good. He came from a very small school and he had had to play way too early on. Right. Limited uh, playing experience and the playing experience we saw was was not good. I mean, it was definitely out of the frying pan and into the fire for him. And and unfortunately, he kind of got burned a little bit. Uh, But credit to him for this offseason before, you know, the previous offseason, excuse me, before the 2022 season. He decided to to go get some help and he, he went put in to the work. He put in the work and he got better and it showed on the football field. He played lights out football at right tackle for the Chargers. Whenever he was out there, he was fantastic. Uh, and so the percentage to stay here for me is at 85 percent. I think the Chargers know how valuable a right tackle is. They should know after all of the right tackles, they have cycled <laughs> through that position to the last uh. 10 years. So when they have one that is young that looks like he is now dedicated to improving his game. 
I think they cannot let this get out of let Trey Pipkins get out of the building. So yeah, I'm going 85 percent to stay. Yeah, we got Foster Sarrell, right? We got Storm Norton, Ugh, got, scary. You know, Sam Tevy, Joe Barksdale. <laughs> I mean, there's been Trent Brown. No, not Trent Brown. What Brian Balaga. What was that dude's name? Was it Trent Brown? Something Trent, Trent. Brown. For- Oh, oh Trent, Scott. Trent, Trent Scott. Scott. Trent yeah. Scott. Trent Scott. Another bad right tackle. God, I feel <laughs> bad. I'm not trying to trash these dudes. But the, the best thing, I, I have them at 70. I have it at 70, okay. 30, you know, yeah. just because if if they had any kind of cap space, I, I'm putting it probably 95, you know. Oh, sure. But yeah. I think they have to hope they can get him before he hits the open market. There's not a lot of good tackles out there. They have to hope he's flown under the radar and people yeah. are only judging him based on his, you know, hobbling season this year where he clearly wasn't at 100% because when he was healthy, he was great. If you have really a great good. right yeah. tackle in your building and you can go into potentially the next season with Rashawn Slater, Jamari Sawyer, Corey Lindsley, Zion Johnson, Trey Pipkins. You got to feel really good about that. Really? And good. you have so many other holes. You know what yeah. I mean? So like last year, there's not a lot of middle ground. We saw some of it last year with Lella Collins making like $7 million a season. I mean, sign yeah. me up for that deal with Trey Pipkins right now. Yes. Maybe he wants to, you know, sign short term, try to build up his value. Maybe that plays into the Chargers favor and they can. Still you know, young draft somebody this year that they can hopefully groom into being a swing tackle being the right tackle of the future jamari sawyer feels like he could be a swing tackle if you needed him to right and just slide in and start at left guard tomorrow if they need him to so uh, trey pavkins to me probably number one as far as the guys i think is most important to bring back i mean i think you could find some of the value you know at linebacker and get someone who can play not as well as drew tranquil but get closer to it than i think just trying to throw another dart at the board at right tackle and just hope you get what you get kind of a thing so trey pipkin's huge hopefully the Chargers can resign him because it's very very important to protect the golden arm of justin herbert but there's other big names and they're not going to be able to sign all these guys i mean those are the highest percentages i have right now because I think it's going to be really hard for them to re-sign Morgan Fox, Bryce Callahan, two guys on one-year deals, former Brandon Staley disciples that came in and balled out and probably earned themselves and maybe even earned themselves out of what the Chargers are going to be able to pay. So we're going to have that conversation. But I do need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I don't need to tell you lovebirds that you probably had your day plans for calendars for weeks. If you haven't, make sure you schedule something for Valentine's Day. It's very important to me because my wife's birthday is the next day. But have you guys found the perfect Valentine's Day gift yet? Because it's not too late to go to BlueNile.com where you can shop with the modern convenience of shopping online. Because at Blue Nile, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments. And Chalk Valentine's Day up is one of those special moments. But maybe you're planning on popping the question on Valentine's Day. You can also make your own custom engagement ring for her dreams. That is a big part of it too. Being able to find a customized way to make sure your significant other gets the exact rings you want. You do not want to get in trouble when you're buying something for such a big moment. But Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee also allows you to compare competitors' diamonds against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. And every order is insured and arrives quickly in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free and so are returns. So right now, guys, you can save 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50-50% off at BlueNile.com. I also need to tell you guys about one of our new sponsors that I'm very, very excited about, and that is FanDuel, and it's the only app that you need for the Super Bowl coming up, and it's the Super Bowl, guys. The number one day you want to have FanDuel for sure, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are the number one sports book in America, and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Right now, download FanDuel so you can get a so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 Back in bonus bets if your bet doesn't win. That means you can win 
even if you lose. And I, I mean, I'm not a betting expert. I'm a charges expert. That seems pretty good when you can win money after you lose. And you have all the best prop bets that you can find. You can go money line. You can go point spread, all of those things. But you can also find all the best props. And you can do same game parlays where you can stack multiple bets in the same game to multiply your winnings. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet at fifth Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. All right, let's get into a couple more of these stay or go here. I mean, a lot of these guys, it's hard, Dave, because if you could just pick, you know, cap not restricting, you'd probably keep most, if not all of these guys. We'll talk about Nazir Adderley and Kyle Van Noy later. But Morgan Fox is the tough one because Morgan Fox was fantastic this year. A career high six and a half sacks at defensive tackle. Yep. Took over for Jerry Tillery when he moved on and only got better with more snaps, which is great. Flamed out in Carolina in 2021 after being great with Brandon Staley in 2020. Now he's recouped some of that value. Will another team be able to go out there and give him that multi-year contract in a different scheme when this is the scheme he's really played the best at his whole career? A lot of, you know, Fangio disciples out there. So maybe someone else thinks they can recreate that. But the Chargers also invested a lot in Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, two of the biggest defensive tackle contracts given out by anyone last year. And it's going to be really tough to retain this dude because being an interior pass rusher with six and a half sacks is something that usually gets you paid. Yes, it's extremely valuable. Obviously, getting after the quarterback, that's money. You know, you, affecting the quarterback, that's why those guys get paid uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars because the quarterbacks get paid millions and millions yeah. and millions of dollars. Those guys impact the game so incredibly. They're very, very important. And it made a huge difference. I mean, it just I, I can't sit here and tell you how many times throughout the years I just wanted anyone to get yeah. any kind of pass rush from the middle or the interior of the Chargers defensive line. And they finally had some semblance of that this year. It's been over Morgan 10 Fox. years since someone had that six and a yeah. half sacks. Like it, they haven't had that in a very, very long time. Like even like Jamal Williams, right? He was not a pass rusher like that. Right. No. Corey Legit was brought in to try to be that. Jerry yeah. Tillery was brought in to try to put up the numbers that Morgan Fox did making $2 million last year. Right. Which is insane. Yeah. 1.187 is yeah, what under Morgan two, Fox made <laughs> under last $2 season. million dollars last season. That's insane. But he was easily their best interior rusher. Just yeah. in the NFL, he was seventh in pass rush win rate with anyone who pass rushed 100 times last year. Seventh in the league. That's seventh really, in pressure really percentage. Good. 12th in defensive tackles and sacks. 15th in just total pressures. And that was him playing in a, a reduced role at the beginning of the season. I don't know how they can make it work, though, David. I mean, I have the chances of them being able to resign him at 25% right now. Maybe someone, you know, buys into it. I mean, it seems like someone's going to buy into what he can do for them. And it just seems like he might have priced himself out for the Chargers. That's that's exactly how I feel. And, and I think a little part of me is like, well, maybe he sits here and says, well, I've had my best years under Brandon Staley in his systems. And right. that would be true. But also the other side of it is this guy, just like everyone else in the NFL, is trying to make money. Okay, he's going to he be twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah, he's twenty eight years old, and so he needs to strike while the iron is hot. If someone is going to offer him, you know, some money, he, he's going to take it. And yeah. I feel like that is going to happen. I have the percentage to stay here at thirty percent, and yeah. I still, and honestly, it's probably lower than that. I just don't see any conceivable way outside of the Chargers making just just major, major restructures that they're going to be able to let, you know, to be able to bring Morgan Fox back, which sucks because he was great. 
He was excellent. And, and I mean, that's going to be the thing with the Chargers, especially with their salary cap situation, is can they re-replicate kind of what they did last year where they brought in Bryce Callahan and Morgan Fox, yeah. Kyle Van Noy, all on really, really cheap deals, right? And it yeah. feels like they're going to have to be able to do that and hope more guys want to come play for Brandon Staley so that they can recoup some of that value. But this is definitely stock up for Brandon Staley, who basically yeah. just gave three guys career seasons, right? Or best Absolutely. seasons they've had in a long time with Morgan Fox and Kyle Van Noy. And Bryce Callahan, who just had a career-high three interceptions this year, career-high 15 games played, which was probably the biggest thing, the biggest not going into this for sure, right? And also the Chargers have some corners, right? Maybe Jasir Taylor is someone they feel like, but can take over the slot corner, right? But it's hard, though, because it's like if you had, you know, J.C. Jackson was healthy, right, and you felt good about that, you can move Asante in and keep Michael Davis, and you'd have those three guys. Right. You wouldn't feel like you need it. But with the J.C. Jackson injury, it makes it a lot tougher. I have to think that he definitely recouped some of his value. What Bryce Callahan is going to go for next year is really probably one of the hardest ones for me to try to figure out. Yeah, I agree with you because the fact of the matter is, is yeah, he stayed healthy for 15 games, but he's 31 years old. Yeah. And when you're a corner in the NFL, that that's a big, that, that's a very recognizable quick. number. Yeah. It I can mean, go like Chris Ayers Jr. Right. And, and he, hey, this is a guy that has good speed and, and the Chargers really utilize him everywhere. They line him up, up in the slot, outside, in the box and a couple of times um, on the D line. So he was really, you know, put all over the place and he really excelled and played extremely well. I have my percentage to stay here for Bryce Callahan at 45%. Okay. It's close to 50 because of the age here and because of yeah. the injury history in the past. Like you I think do, that's going to make him more likely to sign with the Chargers, you're saying? Right. I like feel he like that's cheaper because of that kind of thing. Yes. I yeah. feel like those are the two factors that might work in the Chargers' favor in re signing yeah. him. But again, he had a great year. And I mean, everyone's always looking for corners. Corners, pass rushers are a hot commodity. And yeah. I mean, it doesn't take uh, an, a, a trained eye to be able to see that Bryce Callahan is a still a very valuable and good football player. And I think the thing is, is if you can, you know, cross another big need off your list, like someone like Bryce Callahan that could come back on the cheap, you have to do it. Oh yeah, Because uh, I feel like if you get Bryce Callahan back, you're feeling very good about your corner situation going into this year, even without J.C. Jackson, because him, Michael Davis, and Asante Samuel Jr. all played so well. doesn't yeah. feel like you have to take a first-round corner to try to replace one of these guys, right? It feels like you have more flexibility if you can bring this dude back and worry about the other bigger holes, you know, like the, the next edge rusher, trying to find a speed receiver, tight yeah. end, all these other things. We know the Chargers are going to have to spend premier capital on more than likely. Oh, yeah. So I think if you can bring him back and solidify your corner room at least one more year, run it back with that group, I'd be okay with. If you want to try to focus, you know, on the rest of the spots that are going to be hard to fill because of your salary cap situation yeah. and trying to get underneath it. So Bryce Callahan, I have it at a thirty-five percent chance, right? I, I I think you know about a third is kind of what seems right to me. We don't know yeah. what the Chargers' interest is at this point, right? right? With his age and everything. Yes, but they should want him now because he was very very good. But so was Kyle Van Noy. And unfortunately, we're at a spot here where it feels less likely that Kyle, someone like Kyle Van Noy could come back or, you know, that more likely that he leaves than he could come back. He's older, too. Five straight sacks to end the season. He seems likely to at least get interest from the Chargers, I would have to think, considering their edge rusher situation is still kind of in shambles a little bit. Nazir Adderley, on the other hand, that one's a lot tougher. It's been four seasons. Are the Chargers ready to move on? And his market value on spot track, was crazy. So we're going to get into that. But today's episode is also brought to you by TurboTax. 
Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring that your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. And it feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come visit TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax. Full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Stay or go, David. It's been stressful to figure out how the Chargers are going to bring back so many important players. And for the you know big contracts like J.C. Jackson gave out last season that didn't work out, a lot more did work out. I mean, Austin Johnson, yeah. Sebastian Joseph Day, probably kind of still the the jury is out, I think, on those contracts. But there's some to see how immediately they impacted, right? And Kyle Van Noy, especially during the Chargers run at the end of the season, he was their best edge rusher the last five weeks of the season. Five sacks yeah. in five straight games. The playoff game, a little harder to say, right? I mean, that was a tough game for a few different guys. But yep. for him especially to have, you know, a pick go through his hands kind of thing, oh. have a chance to seal the game right there is tough. Either way, it doesn't take away from what he did, especially as someone that didn't catch on till later the season in the season, but ended up becoming a team leader, right? For sure. Yep. He ended up taking more of that role. The Chargers may be likely to draft someone at this position, so maybe that kind of pushes him out. But it's it, he's another guy where it's kind of hard to tell what his value is at age 31 right now. A lot of teams need situational pass rushers. I mean... <laughs> Uh, James Houston is still out here doing it or Laura Houston is still out here doing it still crazy you know and he's about to yeah. like push 40 so like yep. there's a lot of guys who've been able to do it late and like Dwight Freeney came super late to the Chargers like pass rushers you can be a situational pass rusher later and I think he showed that he can do that towards the end of the year when maybe teams didn't think he could he's going to be a really tough guy to resign I know out there he's been like hey I want to come back I just don't know if the money's going to work yeah, and hey, to his credit, and transitioning from a position at, at middle linebacker that you know is not the sexiest, and we talked about earlier in the show, those guys don't really get paid. To kind of moving more towards the edge rusher side of things, and we do know that they get paid, and they get paid very well. And he's done that successfully, not just this past season, but the last four seasons. He has five sacks in his last four seasons every single year. Somebody will want so, that for sure. Definitely, some a team is going to want that, and. That veteran leadership, you know, he's a winner. He is a Super Bowl winner. That has value. The ability to get after the quarterback as a situ situational pass rusher definitely has value. Uh, it's it, This is an, a, another one here that's hard for me to see the Chargers and Kyle Van Noy renewing their marriage. So I have this one at 25% for Kyle Van Noy. I like to see it. I feel like he really started to click towards the end of the season, but just considering his age, I don't know if this and, you know, like you said, I feel like the Chargers are probably going to draft somebody at the edge rusher position. I don't see this marriage continue. Yeah, I mean, they need to get younger there. Uh, he filled in admirably, especially towards the end of the season. It got off to a rough start. I, I don't see it happening. I mean, I feel like he can go get five million somewhere. And it was kind of close to like what the Chargers gave like Kyler Fackrell at one point, right? To come yeah. in and kind of be that guy. Still right. showed he has some juice. He was doing it late in the season, which I think teams like to see. I yes. have it at 15% chance. Ah, yeah. Just the vibe I've gotten on him from him is like, to me, it seems like, hey, I liked it here. It was fun. 
Yeah. But now it's time to go see if I can get paid one more time kind of a thing. Right. So maybe I'm wrong. Could be totally misreading the situation. Nazir sure. Adderley seems like, like for the rest of the guys, it seems like the Chargers would have some interest in bringing sure. them back, right, because of the roles they played. Nazir Adderley got benched this season for Alohi Gilman. They have Alohi Gilman, but hard to say that JT Woods is ready for a bigger role because he can't tackle, and that's a yep. problem in the it's NFL true. when you can't tackle. Yep. The craziest thing to me, David, is that Track had his market value at $8.7 million per season. It was nice to see a career-high two interceptions. The running game was still a problem for him, taking good yeah. angles. He, I think he was more decisive at times this year, had a couple of really good tackles early in the season where he was shooting the gaps, making big plays. Two few and far between, I think, for me, as far as having the comfort to want to bring someone like this back, especially just with the other glaring needs. Hey, if the Chargers had a luxury of having a bunch of cap space, they could bring him back cheap as someone, and you know maybe they try to replace him and keep him as a depth piece who knows the system and everything. That's a yeah. different conversation. As we're seeing it right now, he's probably going to want to go somewhere he's going to start, and it's hard for me to think that the Chargers are going to be like, hey, come back, we'll sign you, your starting spot is guaranteed. They can't. Uh, they, they just can't. Just you know, looking at the value and, and the production that he's brought to the table, three interceptions in four seasons for a guy that had a reputation coming out of Delaware as a ball-hawking free safety. Yeah. Well, and think uh, about the positional value too, David. What did you say Drew Tranquil's uh, – Market value was four million. Yeah, right? about four million. Yeah, and and now you see Nazir Adderley's at eight point seven. And this is you know, Spot Track had Sebastian Joseph Day's like exact contract last year yep. when we were looking at yeah, market did. value. So yeah, yeah, it can be hit or miss, but it can be very accurate at times. But like, in what world, right? Are you paying Nazir Adderley eight point seven million dollars? Not and, this one. You know, it drew tranquil four million. So it's just yeah. That's why positional value matters a lot. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that. But, I mean, if it really costs that much, there's zero chance. If I knew it was going to cost that much, it's zero chance. I have a hard time believing he's going to get that. Yeah, I, I have absolutely no reason to believe that he's going to get that from the Chargers. I just feel like this is definitely one of those situations to where, you know, they, they took a chance. They drafted him in the second round, and this one just didn't work out. Uh, it just didn't work out. They had all He had all the potential in the world. But potential is nothing unless you act on it and you actually turn that potential into production. And so, unfortunately yeah. for Nazir Adderley, I'm putting the chances to stay here at 5%. Uh, and it's probably even less than that. Honestly, I think there's no chance Nas is going to be wearing a different uniform next season. Yeah. You think there's a big chance he's going to be wearing a different uniform next season? Very much so. Right. There's yes. a comma in there, I think. But, yeah, I mean, I have to. I, I have it at 10 I mean, it seems unlike you don't see usually guys get benched. Hopefully you can catch on, right? And that's the thing. Yeah. It seems like you're bashing him. But it's like when you're having to go through these decisions where you feel like the Chargers should be bringing back pretty much all these guys, this yeah. is the one that doesn't seem as, you know, hard to decide on just from a production right. standpoint, right? Yep. But JT Woods, like that's a shallow group, you know, if sure. they lose him. Obviously, we'll see what happens to JT Woods. Aloe Gilman had a career year. But I think the thing that's working against Nazir Adderley is like, hey, Maybe you're not getting takeaways some of the other seasons, right? You're not getting the interceptions you'd want to see from a free safety. You're putting a lid over the defense. But unfortunately, the Chargers were like third worst this year as far as giving up explosive passes. So yeah, when you're the guy getting most of the snaps on a defense that's giving up the most explosive passes and you're the guy that's on the back end trying to, you know, take those away while also not producing the ball hawk numbers, it's one thing to give a bunch of explosive plays if you're getting six, seven interceptions a year, right? Maybe then it's right. more of like a Marcus Peters. Ah, okay, well, like there's a lot of good. And he and wasn't the bad. most physical tackler either. So no, it's just it's hard to sit here and say there's one thing that he can yeah. hang his hat on and say, hey, I did this really, really well. 
And I think that he improved, right? Maybe this year it plateaued a little bit, and maybe this year, you know, this year and last year were kind of where he was at. Started making positive progression towards the end of 2021, right? We were feeling pretty good about it. But this is the year for him. He knew it, right? Contract year. Didn't have the season he wanted to. And I think if the Chargers, with a different regime now, coaching staff-wise, are going to bench him in the season, it's just hard to imagine he comes back. It becomes a, a position, you know, maybe you have to look in the draft again to try to find something, right? Maybe this is somewhere where you think you can find that Bryce Callahan million-dollar deal for somebody to bring in, you know, who can just be a dependable backup or, you know, give you some free safety kind of starting snaps. Because I don't think Alohi Gilman's really a true free safety. He played it well when he had to this year, but he also had some big mistakes, especially towards the end of the year as well. So, yeah. It's a position that's a little bit in disarray, but it's still, even with that, even with the uncertainty behind it, it's hard to imagine that in Zero Adderley is wearing lightning bolts next year. Wishing him all the best, and maybe we're wrong, right? But with all the Chargers' needs, it just seems like they have way, way bigger needs. Guys that need to be much higher priority as far as bringing back to try to keep this playoff team together, right? And try to keep the core of this team that made a big run while being super injured together. And that's, I think, what you're trying to do. And then you have to get it, you're going to have to hit on some draft picks. To make it happen, because you're going to need some impact players from this draft class with what the salary cap situation is. And on Monday, we are dropping our first mock draft Monday, talking about who the Chargers could take in the first round. We'll spend a few shows getting to a bunch of different guys the Chargers could end up taking in the first round. Then we'll start branching out for more. But to make sure you don't miss it and to make sure you don't miss some player interviews coming up next week, make sure you're subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also following the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. It's another great way to make sure you never miss the show. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC for the show's page. And you can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. You can also find us at LockdownChargers on Instagram and on the Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. You guys, thank you guys again for making us your first listen today. Appreciate everyone's patience who stuck with us yesterday. It means a lot to us, and we promise we will have a higher quality for what audio comes out. And not just get excited, hey, we had a Charger player on the show but thank you guys for making us your first listen again today and make sure you don't miss out on everything else going on around the league make sure to check out the lockdown nfl podcast and get daily conversations with the biggest nfl stories plus in-depth analysis with the biggest games with nfl key prediction show and also the game to game episodes after the show but that is going to do it for us today make sure you guys are back here on monday for mock draft monday round one until then guys take it easy and go bolts